0: Welcome to Taurase Community Church. We hope this talk helps you in figuring it out because we believe that when people discover truth and love, they're able to face life in a different kind of way and come alive. If this talk is relevant for you and you wish to discover more, please head over to slash services And with that, we hope you enjoy today's talk. do you get
1: the sacredness and the beauty and the power of the wonder of the season in front of us? This is the beauty of Advent, the beauty of waiting, being honest before God and coming before Him with this anticipation and this hope. It's like Jan said earlier, the season of Advent means there is something on the horizon, the likes of which we have never seen. It's a reminder that Jesus is on the horizon and he is a power and a force that is hard for us to comprehend and fully see. And so in this season, the invitation is to sit, linger, tarry, ponder, wait, behold, reflect, wonder. It's a special, sacred season. You know, before um, the holy night happened, before Christ could be born, Mary actually had to allow the Christ child to be formed on the inside of her. And this is part of this season, is kind of asking the question, how is the Christ forming on the inside of me? In 2021, where have I allowed Christ to be formed inside? Where have I changed? Where have I grown? Where in my soul can I see the fingerprints of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? And in 2022, where do I want the Christ to be formed in me? Where do I want to change? Where do I want to grow? What what do I want that's different Is the Christ forming on the inside of me? Am I becoming more Christ-like? That's the essence and the beauty and the wonder of this season, this Advent season, is a moment to just pause and reflect on our character and on our being, not on what we do, not on what we accomplish, not on what goals got achieved or career successes or whether we got that new lounge suite, but to pause Is the Christ being formed in me? This is the season. This is the season also where we can lament, where we can bring our deepest longings. It's the season where we don't have to pretend that everything is merry and bright, but where we can come and we can sort of say, I got hit with a health challenge this year and I still feel tired and worn out. My relationships aren't what I want them to be. I long for more, I long for me personally, I long for more people to come to faith. I long for our young people to know that they are loved. For the kids that don't have a home, for the kids that text me and don't know that they have a mum and a dad that are really there for them, I long for them to know that there's this Christ who will walk beside them in life. I long, I long for our city to, to discover the wonder of this, this person called Jesus Christ. That's my longing. It's, my, it's the thing that keeps me going every single day. Who can I share the story of Jesus with? Who can I introduce to Jesus? That's my longing. And this season of Advent allows me to come before Christ and say, so this, is, this is just my heart's desire. This is what I long for. I long for marriages to be stronger. I long for healing to happen in the soul. I long for goodness to come on planet Earth. I long for Australia to, say, be a solution to some of the hunger that's happening in Yemen. I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to have to sell your daughters just so they can eat. You know, we talk about rights and justice here in Australia. None of us as parents are having to face that kind of go? Where's our compassion? Where's our kindness? Where's our our desire for justice? And this is what Advent does. It allows me, it gives me permission to come and to lament and to grieve. Because I imagine that Mary, in the waiting for that, oh, holy night, as she waited, I'm sure there were questions she had. I'm sure she had to give up the, the perfect wedding because she was pregnant. I'm sure she gave up the, some of the social circles that she, she was um, previously engaged in. There were dreams, adolescent dreams, that she never realized that she had to give up in that time of pregnancy, of awaiting. But what came in, in to replace the longing, what came to replace the things that she'd missed out was even greater. And that's what the season of Advent is. It reminds us that whilst you might not have what it is that you want, that there is something greater on the horizon that you haven't even seen. That your longing might be this, but that the Christ child has this for you. It gives you the moment to sit and wonder. Advent is also the season where we Await the word of the Holy Spirit. You know, Mary had to wait for the Holy Spirit, the word of the Holy Spirit to impregnate her, the word to go down deep. She had to receive that. She had to accept that. She had to wait for it. And in this season of Advent, I believe that the Holy Spirit has a word for each one of you. That speaks directly into your personal situation, the longings, the frustration. A number of years ago, in this season, as I was praying and waiting, it was um, Tim had had his first stroke, and things were really hard around here, and I felt really lonely. Um, you know, you're trying to hold so much together, and just felt so alone, and just broken and just sitting in this season of Advent, the one word, the one word that I got in that season was, I am Emmanuel. I am Emmanuel. And on the surface, of this, it's kind of going, oh, well, that's just theology. Of course, God is with you. Of course. But for me, that became a word and a breakthrough moment, and it changed so much. It broke so much on the inside of me. It is something that I have built my faith on, this concept and this idea that Jesus Father, Son, and Spirit are closer than my skin. They're here with me in every single situation, in every single moment, breathing life and love and peace and joy into whatever it is that I encounter. What's the word? There's a word for each one of you in this season, if you will push in and wait, and that word will break open, that word will minister to you, that word will bring life to you, that word will bring hope to you, because that's what the Holy Spirit does when the Holy Spirit is allowed to do what the Holy Spirit's allowed to do. And then Advent is the opportunity for us to ponder. You know, Mary was a ponderer, The word ponder simply means to hold, to carry, and transform tension so as not to give it back in kind, knowing that whatever energies we do not transform, we will transmit. It doesn't mean to just sit there and go hum. It means to hold, to carry, and transform tension so as not to give it back in kind, knowing that whatever energies we do not transform, we will transmit. Her circumstances in life from the moment she discovered that she was pregnant all the way through to the cross gave her lots of opportunities to answer back, to give back in kind, to not have faith, to lose faith, to shout at God, to shake her fist at some of the complexity of life that she might have felt God had given her or handed out to her. But she didn't. What she did was she pondered and the richness of her pondering can be found as she stands before the cross. Her son, her hope, is dying. He's bleeding out. Her silence, her strength, her pondering speak. You know, she, this, this isn't a mother that's weeping at the cross. This isn't a mother that's hysterically um, lost lost um, everything and she's um, you know prostrate on the on the ground because her son is dying from such a horrific death this is a mother standing before the cross silent when you stand in those sorts of situations it's a symbol of strength and she's standing there and her pondering speaks for her her pondering says today i can't stop the crucifixion nobody can Sometimes darkness will have its hour, but I can stop some of the hatred, the bitterness, the jealousy and the heartlessness that caused it by refusing to give it back in kind, by transforming negativity rather than transmitting it, by swallowing hard in silence and eating the bitterness rather than giving it back in kind." She was changing. She was challenging the spiritual realm. She was challenging as she stood before the cross. She was challenging the darkness that existed on the planet. Advent provides us as Christians to not give back hopelessness, to not retransmit the doom and the gloom that we experience on our social media, in our news, in our world. The negativity, the darkness, the heartlessness, the hatred, the bitterness of our world. It allows us as the church across the planet with every denomination, whether you're Catholic or Protestant, whether you're Pentecostal, evangelical, whether you're Eastern Orthodox, we stand together in this season and we proclaim the hope, we proclaim that this Christ child was born, that this Christ came and he changed everything, that there is hope in the world, that when the world is conveying a message of hopelessness and doom and gloom, that there's another um, a variant of the COVID thing or there's you know, the vax, non-vax thing, they're not the important things. The important message is, is that there is a Christ who is alive, who came, lived amongst us, served us, died for us. He's risen from the dead and we can have hope and we can live in hope and our world can live in hope and there is so much beauty and wonder and goodness and love and love will have the last say because love remains and love is still the most transformational currency on the planet and love needs hope to fuel it. And that's what we as a church get to stand for in this season. That's what we get to proclaim in Advent. And it's not necessarily that you might go and have a conversation with someone. It's that you take on the spiritual forces. You take on the spiritual darkness. You take on the legions of demons. You take on Satan itself. And you say, you declare, the church declares this power and takes it on in the spiritual realm. This waiting, this prayer, this hope, this is the wonderful season that we are invited to the church across the planet to enter into. It's a beautiful season. It allows us to stand under the cross and say, hope is coming. Like the sun, it's not finished. It's not done. Hope hasn't finished. You know, hope isn't wishful thinking. Sometimes we confuse the two. You know, um, sometimes, you know, um, Tim might kind of get really hopeful that I might take up uh, fly fishing. And, you know, he gets really excited, you know, he sees that I'm going to hop in the car with him, and, uh, but then he realizes that I've got a book instead of a fishing rod. That's wishful thinking on his part. It's not hope. Hope isn't wishful thinking. Hope isn't optimism. Hope isn't happy thoughts. Hope is the answer to Advent. It's found in the possibility and power of a baby born on Christmas Day. That baby is the answer to our longing, to our howl, to our cry, to our unanswered prayer. You know, when Jesus was born with all the freshness and fragility of a baby, and we've had lots of babies in this church, hey? this last year and how gorgeous has it been you know when jesus took his first breath when he landed all floppy and slippery on mary's chest when he cried that thin wild animal cry that creation utters when it's first born all of heaven all of creation knew that hope had arrived It was no longer wishful thinking or optimism or happy thoughts. It's fact, hope had arrived. And, you know, during this season of Advent, Christians are asked to light candles, to make a wreath and to light a candle. And each candle represents faith, love, joy and peace. You light the candle and over this period of time, you, you wait, you pray, you reflect. And over the years, some people have felt and, um, that it's just an act of piety, a religious act, but it's not. It's a powerful act. It's a subversive act. It's as Powerful as if you were to hold a firearm and to use a firearm. It's a prayer. It's a holding of space. It's a political act. It's an act of prophecy. It's saying to God, you want to receive. You want to receive the Christ child in you. It's saying to to God, you want to receive the word the Holy Spirit has for you. It's you saying to Father, Son, and Spirit, there are still things I long for and I hope for. It's you pondering and waiting and and, um, taking on those forces of darkness and saying, no, hope is here. It's a very powerful thing to do. And so for this, this beautiful wreath, it's already got a story. I was going to make it myself, and then I, I've been working with a florist this year, and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, ask her to make it. And so I sent a text, and I said, look, I know it's really late notice, it was Thursday. Can you make me a wreath for Sunday and for Advent? And I explained what Advent was about, and I explained the hope of the Christ child, and explained about the candles being lit and why. And, and then when she came and dropped it off on Friday afternoon, she just said to me, I had no idea about the beauty of Advent. She said, I've been feeling quite down. I hadn't achieved this and I wanted to do this and all this other stuff and it hadn't happened. And then I got your message and all of a sudden I just felt hope come alive on the inside of me that there's something bigger and better out there, that there's, that there's hope. See, so this is the beauty of the story of Advent. This is the beauty of the season that we're in. It's an invitation for hope, it's an invitation for you to believe. So I'm asking you this week to enter into Advent, to light an Advent candle, is to say in the face of all that suggests the contrary, that God is still alive, he's still Lord of this world. And because of that, all will be well, and all will be well, and every manner of being will be well, irrespective of what social media and the news and what your life even might be speaking to you. I'm going to ask the team to come up, and they're going to close with um, a song. But maybe you're hungry for that word. Maybe you're hungry for the Holy Spirit to actually... I don't know, do something in you so that then you can receive what this beautiful season of Advent has for you. And so if you would like prayer, we're going to be at the front here. We're going to be praying for you. Maybe you can pray for one another at your tables. Because I believe, I really believe, I just believe we're on the brink of something wonderful and beautiful. I've been excited by what's happened in COVID. You know, we've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of people come to faith like we have never seen before. But you know what? I don't think we've even reached the tip of the iceberg of what the Holy Spirit wants to do across the planet. I think that Father, Son and Spirit want to come to the planet in a new way. A beautiful way, a powerful way that means your life individually, as well as what he wants to do corporately. So if you're hungry for a word, if you're hungry for a breakthrough, if you're hungry for hope, can I encourage you to come and get some prayer? Come and get a word. I don't know whether we'll have it, but together we might. So let's, um, let's stand, let's sing if we need to sing, let's pray if we need to pray. Let's see what the Holy Spirit does.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this talk. We've created a free resource for this series, which is available for you over at towerescommunitychurch.com.au/services. You'll find links in the description. We are praying for you. Have a great week.